0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. Hello, everyone. This is Paul Brennan, PJ Professional, with Believe in Tennessee Golf here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Our show is a breakdown of all things golf in the volunteer state. We will cover men's and women's golf tournaments, professional, amateur events, and dive into junior golf as well. We'll talk to the players, the instructors, and the organizers. If you enjoy the show, please sus- subscribe and rate us on iTunes. You can also find us on your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminaire, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com or at Believe Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at pbrandon21 or on Twitter at QIC underscore golf pro so we are in full swing golf in may has begun we've had a couple of pga tour uh or actually a pga tour stop uh corn ferry uh here in the nashville area moving over to knoxville they were in huntsville the week before so a lot of local big tournaments going on um pro M series kicking off really well start starting with knoxville Up at Gatlinburg Country Club, Walt Chapman shooting a 63, coming in first. Followed by Scott Moran with a 68, Paul Moody with a 71. Moving over to Chattanooga at Windstone. Low score there was Krista Busk. Tied for second was Adam Campbell, Eric Hester, and Matt Castor. Moving over to the Tri-Cities at Warriors Path. Uh, first place goes to Chris Stacy shooting a 69, Alan Fennell in second with a 70, Ethan Berger at 73, and friend of the show Chris Woods coming in at 74. Going over to Ted Rhodes, um, wet, windy, <clears throat> I played, didn't place, we won't go into that, talk about that one later. Um, <clears throat> congratulations to friend of the show Jared Melson shooting a 65. Uh, if you want to go back and listen to him, he's the three-time Senior Player of the Year and played in two of the PGA Majors uh, and made the cut in the last one. So, fun one to go back, probably episode 10-ish, season one, somewhere in there, take a look at that. Um, Bill Breen coming in second, shooting 69, and then a host of professionals tying at 70 for third with Randy Hilton, Lauren Personette, and Audie Johnson. So, a lot of good golf being played by the local club pros. Now, let's go ahead and jump into the Simons Bank for the Sneds Foundation. Um, this was contested at the Grove this year, down in College Grove. An amazing golf course. It looked great this week here. Um, Congratulations to Austin Smotherman, shooting 16-under, rounds of 65, 69, 69, 69, uh, to win the event. Uh, Brant Snedeker... Worked really hard to get a corn Ferry Tour event here. Uh, this is its uh, fourth or fifth year, I believe, uh, that it's been held here. Uh, he sponsored it at first. Simon's Bank has taken over, has really pushed it up and grown it. Um, amazing field. We had major winners in the field. Uh, Peter Uline, who, uh, winner on the European Tour, is playing here in the States. Uh, playing some of the smaller tours right now, just trying to... Get his feet wet again back in the States, but a lot of good things. But even though Austin wins it, I'm going to say he wasn't the talk of the week. In Monday qualifying, two 17-year-olds shot 62 to qualify, Cameron Tankersley and Nick Dunlap. Both of these guys have ties to the Snedd store. They are currently competing. It was a really good article or interview to see them with Snedeker. Um, He actually made the joke that at their age he was just trying to shoot par. Doubt that with the career he's had. Um, But amazing. Two 17-year-olds making it into the field as amateurs. Um, Cameron played really well. Actually shot 72, 71, 69. uh, Made the cut. Um, was four under through the first three days, struggled a little bit, shooting an 80, finishing 44 uh, over, but still an amazing tournament for that 17 year old. So, guys, congrats. Keep it up. So, question from last week. I sent this out on Instagram and Twitter uh, for everybody. Your favorite cities to play in. Um, Tennessee had several on the list. Uh, Crossville had the most golf courses per population, so it was high up there. Chattanooga, Memphis, Nashville, um, Knoxville, all making the list of the top 200. Um, But I asked for your stories, your ideas, so i am kind of go over some of the stuff the the listeners have chimed in with. Um, And and I'm going to start with what seemed to be the most common answer, uh, and I was actually talking to one of my students who just got back from this trip, so he chimed in as well, Um, but Banded Dunes, uh, it's an amazing getaway, I know I took a group back in 2016, uh, stayed on property, Uh, Sheep Ranch was not open yet as part of the Banded uh, properties, so we played Old Mac, we played Banded Trail, Banded Dunes, uh, and Pacific Dunes. And it was a great getaway trip. Uh, We took two foursomes. We stayed on property. We ate on property. hit range balls. Went to the, uh, played the preserve, the nine hole course. um, And spent a lot of time at the punch bowl, which is a, a 27 to 36 hole putting green, depending on how they set it up. But the story of the, Listeners that got me the most on this one was Tommy coming in to talking about what a great week and an amazing atmosphere it was. Um, he talks about checking in on property. Now, they flew into Eugene, he said, and played a course on the way down, got to property. Um, clubs were checked in, waiting for them on the tee boxes every day, uh, had the same caddies for the whole week, got to know the guys, swapped numbers, still stay in contact. Um, they took had a group of 24 that went. They... Um, Again, played 36 every day, uh, generally wound up at Pacific Dunes uh, in the afternoon, they said. Again, kind of that's where the punch bowl is, so I understand the concept there, Um, playing the Preserve. Talked about the most fun they had for the whole trip, though, was number 13 at the Preserve, which it's a 13-hole, 9-hole course at the Preserve. When you play it, it's a 100-yard hole but it's straight downhill, and the caddy master told us when we got there to putt one off the tee, and um, Tommy talks about his whole group. They were the only ones finishing up that day, and so as they got there, they all gathered around, all 24 guys, and and they took turns for close to the pin putting it From 100 yards. Uh, He didn't win. uh, But he said he actually was was really good there. But it was just an amazing atmosphere. The way that you can just bond together for the week. Be away from everybody. But play golf. Spend time with your friends. And and see the restaurant. So if you haven't. uh, He said definitely put Bandon Dunes on your bucket list. As an event to go. I highly recommend it as well. Um, Moving over to Pinehurst. Comes in with his story here. Uh, of a group of twelve of his friend or him and eleven friends who went and played and they played two five and seven he said the the putting green was awesome um, the the driving range there at two was astonishing he got to take his picture with the Payne Stewart trophy there off to the side but he said what was The coolest thing of the trip is they got to go into the Donald Ross room. Uh, And Ross designed the number two. And again, that's what the caddies always like to say. When you chip on it it rolls over the green. is You got Donald Ross. But to go through the room and see all the pictures and all the drawings and all the sketches. And to walk the hallways um, and see the players that had played in and had won the North-South Amateur. And just know the connection to golf in america itself coming out of pinehurst said so they went over and played pine needles as well which is an amazing course um, to take a look at moving to the west we're going to go to scottsdale chimes in about a group of four of his him and three of his buddies who went out uh, he said they stayed at the talking stick resort played two, both courses there on site Um, also bounced around a lot of the trune properties, getting to play Troon North in the Monument course. Uh, Also, he said the highlight of their week was playing TPC Stadium. Um, So getting the chance for that opportunity. So, again, some amazing stories coming in from you listeners uh, on places to stay uh, and play. I'm definitely going to keep this one coming. Um, It seemed like... The most common answer I got, though, for the state of Tennessee, and I hate to finish off with us or bring us in last, but I wanted to be closer to home. Um, And it was Crossville. You've got the uh, Fairfield Glades. You've got the Bear Trace. uh, You've got Lake Tansy, um, numerous other courses there in town. Uh, I know we play in a tournament there every year, and we always stay at uh, the Tansy uh, Homeowners Association. has some condos that we rent out um, and, and stay there in the cabins next to it um but yeah it just seems like crosswell was the most popular answer i was getting from the listeners as far as weekend getaways it's right there on the lake some of the people talk about renting boats and getting out and playing so if you haven't got your group trip lined up start ahead and start planning those check that out uh top 200 cities to play in the united states again you'll see a lot of tennessee listed there so going to the listener questions this one coming in from tyler Tyler wants to know what's the most important thing to practice. Um, Tyler, I'm going to say on this one it's going to be approach shot, short game, and basically from 120 yards and in. Um, Depending on how long you hit your drive and the length of the golf courses you play, uh, the studies I've seen generally put about 40% of your strokes or putts. Um, It's going to put another 30 to 35%. On Scott shots from 120 yards and in so if that's where 75% of all the shots come from I mean yes I understand you gotta be able to hit the driver put it in play but that's why you saw all the Dave Peltz um, has done so well with the short game schools uh, you've also seen the three club challenges the driver the wedge the putter um, the clinics and things like that so what I'd tell you to do to work on this Tyler um, number one get you a putting routine uh, I would recommend two to three hours a week. uh, Get yourself four or five drills for speed control, makes, putt outs, and things like that. And just rotate those throughout the week. Uh, So spending uh, two to three hours just working on the putting itself. And then go out to your local club or or, or wherever you play at. uh, Find some short game area. And just start doing some chipping games. Uh, I know one of my favorite drills... Uh, And I got this one from Dr. Bob Rotella, but it's called the Paul Runyon drill. Uh, And Paul Runyon was an amazing player, short hitter, but um, he battled against Hogan and those guys back in the day. And he jokingly chipped in every round. They they said he had some of the best short game there was, so he made up for his lack of distance. And so the drill that I go for this that I took from Rotella um, is to take five golf balls out. And I chip all five from one location. And if I happen to make one, I throw it back to the golf bag, I pick up the four that have missed, and then I go to another location. And I continue this until I have chipped all five of my shots in. Now, that's what Rotella recommends for his tour pro. So I'm not a tour pro, but as a PJ professional teaching pro, I kind of push myself to those limits. So that's my version of it. Um, if you're a single-digit handicap, you may have to chip three in. Uh, before you leave that day. Uh, If you're a a 10 to 20 you may have to chip in two and if you're above a 20 it's just chip one in. Uh, But it's just playing that game of just touch and feel and and hitting those five balls and hitting the same shots over and over and just seeing how they start to react and get that great visualization. Um, I also play a lot of chip uh, up and down games. Uh, This was one popular that me and some friends of mine played uh, the in high school uh, and and growing up in junior golf, but we created nine tee boxes around our putting green. And we had a very small putting green. It only had two holes. So, but we could get an 18 hole round in just playing that. And it was all par threes. So an up and down is worth a birdie. Uh, And we just you know, we knew exactly where all those tees were we went and played and we had shots anywhere from Probably 10 to 40 yards. We had to bounce some over cart pass and and things like that got very creative with it But just finding some up-and-down games where you practice getting the ball in the hole because that's what it's about At the end of the day so Tyler you can always look for some really good putting drills um Speed control makes, uh, I use a ruler drill a lot where just take a ruler, set it up in my the house and practice rolling it down the ruler for three or actually use a four foot ruler to make it a little bit tougher on me. But you can find a lot of really good putting drills all over the place, uh, short game drills as well. But that's where you're going to make and break your game. Um, if you're hitting it bad off the tee and can still get up and down, you're going to salvage a good round. So Tyler, work on 120 yards in the end. This question comes in from Donnie. Donnie wants to know how to work the ball under pressure. Um, My joke here Donnie is don't. Um, If you hit the same shot over and over you're going to be more consistent but I understand it. You've either got to hit it high, hit it low, turn it left, turn it right around a tree uh, on those occasions and I have found the easiest way to do it is do it in a setup position. Um, so if I'm trying to hit the ball a little bit higher or I want to move it a little bit more left, I'll basically just move the ball a little bit more forward in my stance. So a really good um, video from Tiger Woods, uh, 2008 when he had the the leg, um, or the, the leg was broken after the U.S. Open. They'd done a contest at... Uh, Pebble Beach, the select few, he came out and, and talked to everybody. He had Anthony Kim actually hit the shots because he wasn't cleared to swing. But he talked about how he basically, to hit the ball high, he just moved the ball forward in his stance one ball's width. And he finished his hands higher up above his shoulders. Um, and that's really all he did. He didn't change anything else in his backswing. Um, To hit the ball lower, he'd move the ball back one ball width than his normal position. Uh, And then he'd work on finishing lower with his hands more mid-torso to his belt area on his follow-through. Now what I found is when I move the ball forward, I hit it higher and left for a right-hander. When I move the ball back, I hit it lower and right. As the ball gets back in our stance, it's just an easy way to leave the club face slightly open and create that little push. So, Donnie, my key there is don't try and work it, but if you do, do it with a setup so that you're not changing your swing plane. Because if you started trying to hit all these shots throughout the day, when you have to hit your go to shot under pressure, you've added a lot more to the mix. Um, It just takes a little while to settle, kind of like stirring up some muddy water. Um, Just let it settle. So, I would say don't work it unless you have to, Uh, and if you do, then Do it from a setup position uh, and not so much a swing change. So, switching over to next or this coming week, actually, we have the uh, Corn Ferry Tour is playing the Knoxville Open at Holston Hills. Uh, This tournament has been at Fox Den uh, for a long time, it moved over uh, contractual last year, but unable to play it, so this is the first year it's being hosted there. Uh, should see some really good results coming in from this. I know one of our, uh, one of my friends, Casey Flanagan, um, is playing in the event. He is the head professional at the Teleco Villages. Uh, they have three courses there, and so hopefully I can get Casey on later this year. Um, he's also been Player of the Year uh, here in the state of Tennessee as an assistant and as a regular club professional, so good luck to Casey in that I'm um, going to cut y'all a little short this week. Uh, we've got a lot of great information coming up, uh, making some moves, get some interviews on. So, everybody, play well, get out there, have some fun. Again, this is Paul Brennan, PGA Professional with Believe in Tennessee Golf on the Believe Podcast Network. Number one podcast network for professionals. You can follow me or harass me on Instagram at prann 21 or on Twitter at QIC golf pro. Guys, I got a pretty good sense of humor. Keep it coming. I love the jokes. Um, You can also find us on Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminaire, and TuneIn. Play well, have fun. We'll talk to you all next week.